All right, today we're going to talk about painting, how to fix this house up. If so, if you do exterior painting, stay tuned. We'll talk about it right after this. Here I come to save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, hey, wait, let's use this in. Hey, we're back. There we go. It works a little better. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, you can always check us out. Hit that subscribe button down below. Click on the bell. That way you're notified every time that we, uh, we post up a new show. Today we're going to talk a little bit about exterior painting and how to properly get that done. And if you also want to go to the Niles Design District, go to NilesDesignDistrict.com. And uh, we're going to do a whole series here coming up with the Niles Design District. And uh, we've got a five or six different, uh, different spots we're going to hit. So... Next nice. month, that'll, that'll be fun. We'll get, be putting all that together. So stay tuned yes. for that. In stay the meantime, tuned. let's get started with exterior painting. Three main steps that we want to we do. First is we want to chisel all of this stuff off like that get right this, there. All of that off. Yes. No. And with a sander. Oh, so, but he has a mask on. Well, that's great, but not the dirt. <laughs> so, yeah, depending on the age of your home, anything built before 1978, if you're going to strip the wood, please check into the... EPA's RRP rule. It's not real hard. Actually, it's bottom line is it means put down plastic, contain your debris, and throw it away. Right. And if you go to the previous uh, episode where we actually talked about lead paint, do a quick search mm -hmm. through our uh, previous episodes and you'll find one on lead paint and how to properly uh, contain and, and deal with the, the lead paint. So go back that and watch correct. that one also. Don't do what these guys are doing. They've got sanders going. He does have a mask on. I guess that's better, but you can tell he doesn't have the right clothes on, and there's no plastic on the ground to catch all the lead paint that's falling. Well, again, if that house is not built before 78, then none of those rules apply. But if there it is go. that old, it's not just paint on your clothes or paint in your nose. It's paint in the ground. It gets in the dirt. You try to grow vegetables or whatever. You can literally poison your family with your tomatoes. So right. seriously, you know, you don't want to do that. Now, the opening frame, that house with the peeling paint, yep. that's truly something that needs to be handled carefully. Yes. Putting down plastic and so on. So we're, we're going away from exterior painting into the RRP rule again. I right. apologize. But, but that, that's okay. Again, go watch that video if you want to know more about that. It's very important. Right. Go. So if, I want to, if my paint's not falling off the wall, if, it's, if it looks pretty I good, just clean it. Don't you want to wash it? Just, so you yeah, just take the power wash washer and go, <laughs> right? Power washing injects moisture into it. So if you plan on painting in another three weeks, you could power wash. But if you inject moisture into your into your siding, uh -huh. then you can't paint over it. Otherwise, you get bubbles. Yeah, it's moisture-infused painting. That's how that's what it's called, right? No? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. All today's like acrylic latex and stuff, that builds like a little Bond, right? It's like a plastic coating, sort of. Right. Well, it's an acrylic coating. Sure. So then that moisture tries to leak out from that siding, and you start getting bubbles. Yeah, and, and, and your brand-new paint job is starting to bubble off and peel, and you're like, what happened? Right. I just did this. This paint is awful. Well, the, that's what the Navy paint. taught me, was just paint over it. <laughs> sure. Because 
in two weeks, we're just going to paint it again. <laughs> right. So, so you want to wash it down with a mild detergent and a brush and then just rinse it with a garden hose. Right. And make sure you're wearing the, rop, uh, the proper gear. The prop, what, what do you got, COVID protocol going on for painters? That's right. Because it, in, in your notes, it says mask, goggles, broom, and then your paint, paint room, uh, an old paintbrush for removing the dust and the dirt. And disposable gloves, which, again, if you go back one, that's what she's wearing right there. Ready to go. It's COVID. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right. So this is what so you don't want to do. we've been doing COVID protocols for years. Yeah, just didn't know it. Just didn't know it. Yeah. So don't okay. do this. Where, where they're power washing this, you don't want to do that. Yeah, but they're doing it from 30 feet, so yeah. it's probably not that effective. Okay. All right. I mean, it's so, actually kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah. What's that? So that's, a wire brush. A wire brush, scraping and cleaning, getting the loose paint off. And again, huh? Nothing wrong with that. And, you know, Other as long than as... containment. Right. And if you had a HEPA vac to, to sweep up the dust and the, and the debris, you're mm -hmm. good to go. Get it all scraped up and cleaned up, and uh, then you can prime it. So for exterior paint, what we're saying is get some tools together, protect yourself, protect the air at work area, and then really just clean up after yourself. Right. That, okay. those, are, those are the big ones. Yeah. So uh, next up, don't use a pressure washer is what you were saying, right? right. Don't do this. Yep. But we can yeah, hose it down with a regular hose, right? Yeah, because you're not... You're not at 30 PSI out of a garden hose. You're not exactly injecting <laughs> it in the wood. It'll dry and you can paint it the next day. So scrub it with a scrub brush or a brush well, on a bowl. Unless it rains that night. You know, somebody's yeah. going to do that. I washed it in the morning and then it, but no. Right. So don't use a pressure washer, you know, and then mildew. If you have mildew, so that's just, you know, fungus or fungi uh -huh. feeding oil contained in the solvent base or the protein thickeners and in, in Latex paint, mm -hmm. the chemistry thing. Right. You can put a little bit of chlorine bleach, like one part chlorine bleach and three parts water. Spray it down. Let it dry. It's done. It's ready just to go. Trying to kill it. Right. Just so, and you then once, kill it. and then when it's once you've painted over it, you've also encapsulated it, so now it can no longer grow again. Yes, that's the whole thing. Right. And so then. And then what's next? And then, according to your notes, we've prepped it. Let's see, touch-ups. Fill the dents. So using wood filler. So if you've mm -hmm. got uh, cracks, dents in the in the in the wood siding, areas that need to be repaired. Maybe it's starting to rot, but it's not to a point where that board needs to be replaced. There are mm -hmm. different types of wood fillers you can put in there. And again, should we go back and refer to our buddy that's. Uh, Yes, the good filler, good the latex water-based wood filler that doesn't shrink, and it's easy to sand. Yes. Well, that's what makes it such a great product. You fill that in, let it cure a half hour, whatever, give it a light sanding, boom, done. go ahead and paint over it. Yep. Should I be it's using any, with. can I use any chemical stripping on exterior? Oh, you sure can. But again, go back to the painting rules for RRP. You can strip it. And chemical strippers are actually a little better because once you keep paint moist, you won't have the lead dust floating away, things like that. Um, so using a scraper, you can get the loose stuff off that way. And that's well, actually a better way to go. 
And then yeah. you just put the plastic down on the ground, boom, done. And they have those removers that you paint on, and instead of it bubbling up and like falling off, it actually cures. And once it cures, it softens peel. the paint, and then you peel it off. So now it's like you've, taking wallpaper off. Correct. Sure. So now you've contained all that in the remover itself. You might have right. to do that a couple of times, but uh, some of those products really do work well. So you're, well, the point you're is, if, if the stripper won't break it loose, it's probably good. It's bonded on there pretty good, and right. go, you can go over it. That, that, that piece of paint ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> so that, how can I deal that, with how can I deal with uh, like moldings? How am I going to prep those and uh, in, in, in different things well, like you that? You can get. You know, you can use a sponge, a sanding sponge, which will conform to those shapes. Um, there's a lot of tools on the market now, the oscillating tools, uh -huh. that have different uh, heads that you can put on them that make your life easier. They make it easier because they'll sand the profile, but you go through a hundred of those little things. You know, they're not very big, but right. that's the easiest way to do it. And it's more for restoration. You know what I mean? Like if you're restoring your house, mm -hmm. I could see you doing all that. But if you've let your house get this bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, call, that call the siding guy. Screams abandoned. Yeah, the right. one behind you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, bare woodwork. Use a latex or oil base primers. Which which would you prefer? Well, it depends on the species of the wood. So, if I was doing pine or redwood, then I would probably go ahead with a latex based primer. But if I'm going over cedar. I would definitely use an oil-based primer because there's a lot of natural oil in cedar and latex doesn't like to bond to it. And so an oil base on something like that. Well, uh, and also the tannins in that cedar will bleed through and uh, an oil-based primer will block that a lot better. So it doesn't bleed so through. And, and that's something I learned. So when we talk about spot priming or spot killing mildew and all that, so everybody knows Kills is a great product. Uh, there's a few of them out there that are basically the same thing, right? Bins. to the market, gets the largest share of the market. That's the name I know it by. It bins, right. that's the other one. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, if you look at the cans, make sure it says it's alcohol-based. So typically the ones in the box stores are water-based, and they still say stain killer, stain preventer, and all that. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a paint store, Usually that same can, it looks exactly the same, but it's alcohol-based. And you know what the difference is? The alcohol-based actually works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the latex-based, everything keeps bleeding right through it, but yep. advertising is a wonderful thing. That's right. That's how it works. So mm -hmm. uh, with that, that's all a little bit exterior painting. If you want to know what kinds of paint to actually do. I do. Uh, what kind? Right there. Yeah. See? Paint finishes and types. What, what's High gloss. What should, what should we do? No, what, what should we should be using outside? Oh, put it back up there, there Sonar. Slide out of the way there a little bit, Rich. Okay, I'm thinking. Can you move over? Oh, there you go, there, right there. So, what's that first one say? Textured finish. No, textured finish, matte oh. finish, eggshell, satin, semi-gloss, and high-gloss. So, I would never do nothing more than matte for my siding. Okay. And maybe a semi-gloss on my trim. That's exterior, I mean. Exterior, correct. High gloss? Why wouldn't you use high gloss? It shows every possible defect <laughs> in every possible piece you cover. The sun. <laughs> yes. So you know, High gloss is truly made for a 
for very particular stuff. I mean, I like a semi-gloss on all my trim, like yep. even interior, but outside a matte or they don't really make eggshell in an exterior, I don't no. think. But. Satin's okay. I generally will grab a, a can of satin uh, mm -hmm. just because as these finishes go up, the harder they are or the, the tougher they are, you can wash them better. I mean, they've got, they've got washable paints, but when you get into that satin for a, a, like the siding right in this area here, I would mm -hmm. probably be doing that, and I'd do a semi-gloss on all the trim. Um, right. The different sheen just a little bit will make that, the windows pop and, and look a lot nicer. So uh, satin also, you can wash it down, scrub it, and it'll, it'll hold up to the abuse a little bit better. So right. that's generally what I do on, on my house, and, and I use that stuff. High gloss, stay away from it. Just, just don't do it. It's good on cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> Even Spe then. Uh, prof professionally sprayed cabinets that are yeah. professionally prepped. Right. But it, even then, you know, you get a scuff on them. It just, it shows everything. It's very, you would think it and would you be. Can't just, and you can't just touch up high gloss. You re have to repaint the area. Correct. That entire section. If you're doing a cabinet door, the entire cabinet door needs to get redone. Right. So, um, so there you go. And then types of tools what we're going to need to do this painted ladies painted ladies sure so we're going to need brushes rollers can, can we roll this siding and then back brush it well maybe not a lap siding like that but i mean that would be a good job for what i always liked was using a small sprayer an hvlp sprayer high volume uh -huh. low pressure so you didn't have a lot of overspray but doing working in in smaller sections spraying with one hand and brushing with the other because mm -hmm. if you back brush it, it just gets in all the nooks and crannies. Yeah, and it, it lays it down nice. It, it, it applies it. Spraying is, uh, puts a very thin layer of paint on there. And mm -hmm. that, I, I prefer a brush because it puts it on a little bit heavier. It's going to be a thicker, uh, thicker coating, but it also leaves more on there that can soak and then bond into the wood. So, right. I, I, well, and, and you can, you know, and that's the whole thing. You need a layer of paint so that it doesn't dry instantly and it can lay down a little. So brush right. marks, things like that will disappear. So you could do your spray coat, a decent, you know, a heavier spray coat, back brush it. And now you've got that and you're not constantly having to dip into the, right. into the bucket. But, I mean, if you've got like the old T111 siding, you know, yeah. with, it looks like a reverse board and batten. Right. Um, so you got the, the little channel and then a big flat, uh, you know, be honest, using a pad for those, isn't bad because you got to scrub the paint into the siding, particularly right. when it's new or fresh. If it's a second or third time painting, you get a three quarter inch nap roller and you can just go to town. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to look at what you're working with. Okay. So real quick, painting tools, brush roller, a five and one tool. Uh, that's my, that's one of my favorite painting tools is that yeah. five and one. It does a lot of good stuff there. Um, Good brushes, like go back and watch our uh, episode where we did uh, a review on some brushes and paint stuff. These Stinger brushes are really good for something like that. And uh, good rollers. This last little, uh, one of these last items you have on here, a paint with the grain. Yeah, and always paint with the grain. Go go the same, grain you don't go crossways. Paint up and down, don't cross the grain. Like this one here, you're going to go hash up marks. and down. Right, and then full strokes. Like this yes. and down, like that, yes. like that, and Big like that. Board right hand, small board left hand. <laughs> painting a fence. Remember, that's right. Both sides, both sides. 
Daniel's son. <laughs> I, I thought it was quick, quick strokes. No strokes. Like like happy little trees. No, 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 no. That looks awful. You want nice, smooth, long strokes. And when you're going on the siding, it's whoosh, whoops, sorry, whoosh, back and forth. So there you go. All right, some quick basic tips on how to take care of your exterior siding. And uh, we're going to also do talk about in future episodes here what to do with that leftover paint. And then mm -hmm. also choosing the right types of paint for your project. So we're going to get into go. that in some future episodes. In the meantime, I want to say keep it square and level. Until next, Until time. next time. Until next time. Thanks a lot for watching. And uh, go to Design Build. Or what is that? Design District. Where is it? The Rich? Niles Design District. Niles Design District. There you go. <laughs> and then you can always go to our website, MightyHouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. Fill out the newsletter and uh, we'll, we'll fire off a newsletter to you every week, letting you know what's going down. And uh, with that, see you next week. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, there you go. Boom, done. We did, we did that out of order. We did it out of order? Yeah, we said goodbye and then... And then we kept talking? That's okay. Well, we can promo again. Yeah, that's what we were doing, right? Back, back sell. Back sell. Is that what it was? <laughs> a backhanded sell? I think they call that getting off topic. No! Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.